those of the staff and management of KLAY or those who advertise their products or services on this station. A bad mamma jamma. Hey, hey, hey. This is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. We are live in the studio today. I hope everybody had a fabulous New Year's celebration. I was able to get out on the town with some friends of mine and, and ring in the New Year and, and go get something really good to eat. So um, I hope everybody had a great time and everybody got home safe and we had no issues out there. Um, I am starting the new year off with a very, very, very personal, special interview today. I am live in the studio with Mr. Damon Brown. Hello, Mr. Brown. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? You need to relax a little, you know, uh, kind okay. of feel, feel the studio. Feel the, feel the jam. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I asked Mr. Brown to come into the studio today and, and have an interview with me. I want to start my new year off Um with this uh, anointed, anointed interview. Uh, Mr. Brown, is uh, you just had your two-year anniversary? Two-year anniversary, that uh, is correct. Two-year anniversary yep. of your second kidney second, transplant. Yep, correct. Oh, that's so fabulous. Yes, it is. I, I didn't realize that uh, when we scheduled your interview. I didn't realize it was your, you know, your anniversary date. Oh, no, I think when we talked about it, too, I didn't even realize it was going to fall around the same time, too, so it all... Worked out. Yeah. yeah. Anointed. It's divine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a little history um, just about how you and I connected and, okay. and um, you know, my purpose in interview, uh, interviewing you today. Okay. And um, definitely want to hear from you. This is an exclusive interview, um, kind of a, a, a quote unquote tell all um, things that you haven't necessarily shared publicly before because you are pretty famous. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got into pageantry about two years ago. Okay. Uh, took uh, an, an honorary state title or an honorary local title as Ms. Everett Plus America. Okay. And uh, chose my platform of kidney disease because both of my parents passed away from kidney right. failure. You mentioned that. Yes. And right at that moment, um, I had actually uh, partnered with Northwest Kidney Centers. Right. And, um, you know, got connected with that organization and, and, and the people, you know, involved. Miss Ms. Joyce Jackson, if you're listening today, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and right at that time, you had actually just had your, your second transplant. Correct. Right at that time. Right. And I, I was so overzealous. I was so excited. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh, here's this, this, this man who just had a transplant. And then there's a significant story behind your, your donor. And um, so it was, you know, highly publicized. And I remembered reaching out to um, to my contact at the kidney center. And I was like, I really want to talk to him. I want to talk to that guy. And, you know, they were like, you know, he just he just had a a second transplant. And, you know, now now it might not be, you know, the best time. And, you know, of course, patient privacy, you know, laws and all that kind of played a role, too. So. I was they like, still, they still could have came and asked me though. Yeah, they sure could have, yeah. <laughs> but that didn't stop me, did it? That no, didn't did stop not. me. That did didn't stop not. me because I connected with you on Facebook. Correct. On Facebook. Yes. And I, I reached out to you, and so tell me. Let's just start there. Tell me what you thought when I when I when I reached out to you on Facebook because I kind of told you kind of who I was and what I was about and what I was doing and and what was going on for you at that time. On that time, um, I was fielding a lot of Facebook inquiries questions mm-hmm. people wanting information people wanted to know more about my experience uh people want to know how i was doing so 
you came in with a lot of other emails and, <laughs> and requests and stuff, but I was really taking my time to get back to everybody. So mm-hmm. I reached out and I saw that you had won the pageant and everything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And then you said we need to hook up and I was okay with it. I think we exchanged phone numbers and then right. went from there. I think we were finally going to be able to get a chance to meet at the, uh, was it African American or what was the it? Health the Health Fest for African American Family through the, right. through Northwest Kidney Th- Center. Right. Northwest Kidney Center. Yep. And that was when it all came together. The pieces came together and then we kind of lost contact there for a little bit and then you got the radio show and here we are today. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That got your attention. I remember, um, <laughs> I think maybe a, a week after the, the launch of the show, right. Um, you had text, you'd sent me a text message. Right. Well, I felt bad because we were supposed to connect a long time ago yeah. and it didn't come together. So I reached out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're here now, so yep, you're here. making up for it. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want you to start with, and uh, you know, we, we chatted um, before our um, your interview today. So I, I do know, you know, the history and kind of the back end of it. But right. I want you to share with our audience, um, especially people out there. There are many, many people who are on dialysis currently, right. hemodialysis or peritoneal right. dialysis. Right. People who are probably even on, um, you know, a waiting list for kidneys. Right. And um, so I want you to kind of, you know, just kind of give us a recap. You were, you know, 30 something living life. I was 30-something, sort of kind of living life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think at the time, I was unemployed. It all started around the crash of the economy. I was laid off from my work um, at home watching my youngest son mm-hmm. um, looking for work. Um, everything was going okay. Ended up taking a job, a temporary job, um, and everything was fine. But as I took that temporary job... Um, when I went in to do labs, my doctor realized that my creatinine level was mm-hmm. on the rise. So um, he mentioned that, you know, a transplant might be needed again. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really mm-hmm. quite sure, as most maybe some listeners know, some don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no set number on how fast your creatinine will rise. Right. Um, and he said I could have six months. It could mm-hmm. be three months. It could be a year. It could be two years. It could be three years. Unfortunately, in my situation... It was shorter than that and faster than that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they thought that I would need to go on dialysis around uh, October. Okay. Yeah. So from the time they told you that to October, what how, what what was the time frame? It was a couple of months. Okay. And I was on a temporary assignment um, at work, and I was just trying to be the employee of the year. <laughs> so they would give me a full-time, full-time job. Yeah. Um, and I just tried to hide it from them, and I was just remember just going to work and just feeling sicker and sicker. And then they were eventually like, "Okay, you need to get some kind of dialysis going here." Mm-hmm. So at this time, I had two kids, um, and my wife was at home. So I decided to go with peritoneal. Mm-hmm. I took some time off from work and said I needed to have a, a surgery. Um, mm-hmm. They put the fistula in so that we could begin peritoneal dialysis. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that, and eventually just kind of had to let my job know, like hey, this is the situation. Uh, And at that time, they were like, we knew something was going on. You know, you didn't look healthy. Mm -hmm. You were gaining a lot of weight. And as as you know, when your kidneys aren't working, you begin to retain a lot of water. Right, right. Um, So I think I put on maybe like 40 pounds of fluid or something like that. So it was definitely obvious. Um, And they were okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just got to a point where I just couldn't keep it on the quiet anymore. Right. I was just sick. I was on the bus 
almost throwing up, barely yeah. making it to work, but I still was going and well, you had a family at home. Oh yeah, yeah, you had a family at home had and a mission, right? Yeah. And and being being a man, um, you know the the obligation and the sense of responsibility, you know, to your family. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of it, you know, I like to try to move through life through all this. I try to move through life like it's normal. Um, I'm not trying to be a burden to a lot of people with that, you know, and just try sure. to keep stuff to myself. But I've learned my lesson to let people know from the start. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, before. You got sick and before your kidneys started to fail. And this is something that I, I want you to share with our mm-hmm. viewers. Okay. Would you say you were living a healthy life? Were you were you a heavy drinker? Were you, you know, did you eat fast food all the time? I mean, do you, would you consider your yourself? I mean, you were young, you know, avid, um, you know, quote unquote, living your life. And um, sometimes people, and the reason why I'm asking you is, is okay. because sometimes people think that, you know, a person's lifestyle, um, you know, what they what they choose to eat or don't eat um, or, you know, what, what toxins they choose to put in their body, you know, obviously right. it all has an effect, but so would you say that you were living a pretty healthy life before your, you found out that your kidneys had failed? Um, what I know now, I would venture to say I wasn't living a healthy life, mm-hmm. but I don't want to say that I was drinking and doing all this extra stuff and McDonald's and everything. I just mm-hmm. don't think I was minus the kidney situation. I just don't think I was taking care of my body as well as I probably could. Okay. I mean, I played a lot of basketball and did some exercise, but this second time around, um, I really changed what I put in my body, the exercise, mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. conscious of it. Um, my doctor mentioned, I mean, they really, there's nothing you can really do to make your transplant last forever. It's really out of your hands from mm-hmm. what I hear. But the, uh, my doctor mentioned that um, that you can preserve your body. You know, you can put the right things in your body and treat your body right to preserve the the kidney that's mm-hmm. inside. So mm-hmm. um, I've taken a different step. So what I do now compared to my first term plan is night and day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, mm-hmm. did it get real, real for you? <laughs> it got real this time. Stakes were high. Two kids. Yeah. Wife, different. When I was, the first time around, I was young. thought I was invincible. It was just a different world. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really slow me down. This time, it really just stopped me in my tracks. Like, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very sick. So, wow. And I didn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your first transplant, from yeah. the time you, you received your first transplant to the time your body started to reject it and you really started to have problems, mm-hmm. what was that time frame? That was, what was that time frame like or when was that time well, frame? Well, how, how long was it? So you had your, you know, you, you start having kidney problems. Um, we're actually going to take a break here, but when we come back, you start having kidney problems, your kidneys start to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go in for your first transplant. So you have your first transplant and I, you know, I never went through that with either one of my parents. My father okay. never made it to dialysis, my mother did, but because right. of her age and her, her other health factors, um, prevented her from being a, a, a transplant, um, recipient. Right. So from the. But I I understand that there's a lot of medication that's involved, you know, when a transplant happens. A lot, a lot of yeah, a lot of medication. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to get your body to accept the new kidney because Correct. I understand your body re- does go through a rejection. It goes through a rejection period, yes. It does. Your body just attacks. It thinks it's a foreign object, um, so it just attacks it and tries to get it out of your body. Like, this is not part of our body. So they give you anti-rejection medicine to kind of lower your immune system so that your body takes the kidney and doesn't reject the kidney i see i see and we can okay. discuss that because that's a roller coaster yes ride. absolutely yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to definitely touch on that when we come back we're going to okay. take a short break we'll be back right after this 
There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15 plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin. Up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles. Lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. Honey, put this on top of the minivan. We're only going for two weeks. You want me to pack the kitchen sink, too? Well, is there room? Hey, you guys, you going on vacation? Who's that? I don't know. Because we're planning on robbing your house tonight. All right, I'm calling an alarm service. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications such as heart attack. Why is it important? Because two out of three people with diabetes die from a heart attack or stroke. If your A1C is above seven, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk for heart attack. Know your A1C. Ask your doctor. Or for more information, go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. Mr. Damon Brown. I don't, I don't, I usually have my guests, you know, kind of sing my little theme music with me. We kind of oh. little bob our heads a little bit. So maybe the last segment. Maybe we'll do it the last segment. I'll give you a head bob. I, okay. I can't do this. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if you want me singing. Okay. Okay. So uh, before, before the break, we were talking about um, um, the, the time frame from your first transplant to the, the time when you, your, your body was rejected and you really started having problems. How long was that? That was a matter of, I think that all was within a year, six okay. or seven months of them finding out my creatinine was going up. Uh, we were doing labs every week and eventually got to a point that it was time for a transplant. So they started the prepping of peritoneal, hemo, fistula, no fistula, and I opted for peritoneal. Okay. This And why? Tell us why. Um, Because I... My last time I did peritoneal and it allowed me to have a lot of freedom. It allowed me to keep a normal life, but just put that normal life on pause for 30 or 20 minutes and do an exchange. Okay. And I can get back to my life. Right. So, and I'm just going to explain really quick for our listeners okay. who don't know what hemodialysis or peritoneal dialysis is. Hemodialysis is when you, you, you visit the kidney center about three times a week mm-hmm. and you, um, you have a, a fistula in your arm and they hook you up to this blood machine and um the machine um cleans your blood pulls your blood out um, and that's about a four hour process the time varies it's about a four hour mine was upwards to five because i was a bigger guy okay okay so so um, depending on the person determines the length of of time for hemodialysis exactly okay and then the peritoneal dialysis is what what is commonly known as home dialysis treatment um yes okay and a form of it a form of it okay right. so just give us a little you know uh, exposure to your peritoneal dialysis treatment that that you would do at home okay my peritoneal treatment uh after going through a surgery where they place like uh 
a tube that comes out of your abdomen that goes into your peritoneal sac. Mm-hmm. So you actually walk around with the tube hanging from your abdomen mm-hmm. with the lock system. It connects to fluid, um, like a peritoneal fluid, mm-hmm. which through, I want to say like, uh, I don't want to make up any scientific words, but it does <laughs> something where it actually cleans your blood through the peritoneal sac. Right. Um, but you walk around with like two liters or a liter and a half right. of fluid on your stomach. Right. You know, um, which it hurts your back. It's hard right. to sleep. It feels like you're full. Any bite of uh, a cheese it, it feels like you've, you're stuffed and you want to throw up. So it takes right. a little while to adjust to it. I'm not going to say it was easy, but you get used to that. Mm-hmm. So I I saw a video um, because obviously I've been following you, right. you know, um, the first uh, health fest. Um, you know, we kind of were ships passing in the night. Right, <laughs> you you right. were on stage being interviewed in a panel. And um, and then when that was over, then they pulled me on stage to, to present awards. So okay. um, but I did I did catch a video of you. Um, <laughs> you were in you were on the road. I think you were in traffic yeah, or commuting. Tra- yeah, yeah, commuting, yeah. And, <clears throat> and, you know, being familiar with peritoneal dialysis, that was the dialysis that my mother was on. Right. Um, you know, you were dialyzing in the car on your, you know, on your way to wherever you were going. And yeah, I don't necessarily want to market <laughs> that, uh, but I, if I left the house for the day, I would definitely have enough peritoneal solution with me for the day. Like it yes. didn't, the way I am, it did not slow me down that often or that much. Um, so there was several times where I would tell everybody to go out the car, make sure everything was sterile, yes. go through the process, hook up, connect it back through the windows, through right. the IV pole and get to our location. Everybody get out, do the cleaning s- solution and right. connect back disconnect and go about my business right so, right yeah. yeah definitely um very, very strict guidelines and procedures that you had to follow regarding you know oh, quote definitely. unquote hooking up and definitely right right yeah. but you know going back to you saying you know you were able to put your life on hold for 20 30 minutes right and and you know do what you needed to do to take care of yourself but right. then continue with with your life and right. that wasn't favored no yeah um when I did peritoneal the first time around, they mentioned that it wasn't the most adequate way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just said, let's, let's do it again. You know, I want to do it again. I have kids at home. It's right. easier to do. Um, so they went with it, but this time around it required, I required more dialysis. I think I was up to two liter bags, uh, five times a day. And I also had to connect to a cycler uh, at home, which I clicked on at seven in order to get off in time to go to work. So, it end up almost being more time than hemo right at the end of it but at least yeah. i was at home or on the couch but yeah. i was definitely on a leash i can make it to the bathroom i can get to the living room but i could not go downstairs yeah um until it was time for it to disconnect right so, right yeah my mom would dialyze at night when she would sleep yeah and i had to do it in the daytime and at night wow because you know it was yeah. It was that bad, yeah. It was that well, bad. Well, and I, I mean, I, I have an experience myself, you know, watching mm-hmm. my mother go through it. So when I, I listen to you and talk to you and, yeah. you know, hear your story, yeah. yeah, that was a lot. That that was a lot. If you were dialyzing that often. It um, was a lot. Right, and that much. Right. Um, Where I could have just said, hey, let's go back to hemodialysis, which I could have just had a five-hour time slot, been done, went home. But I stayed with the peritoneal so I could just be around the family. And is that your your main reason for doing the peritoneal? That was my main reason, okay. definitely. Um, 
Yeah, that was definitely my main reason. This time I'll probably do something in the morning. I won't do peritoneal again, but probably do hemo. Okay. Yeah. So well, let's go back to um, your um, when you needed your second transplant. You okay. know, you, you went through the prep. That's kind of where you left off, and I kind of interrupted you. Oh, but no problem. You were um, – they started to prepare you, and you were doing the, the – um, the hemo, kind of some peritoneal right, to hemo. get ready for the uh, the second transplant. So, right. um, you found your second donor. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How do you pronounce her last name? Um, your donor, Rael. Yes, Rael, yeah. I believe. Yes. You started a campaign on Facebook. When did you start that? I started that. Oh, it's kind of a blur. I think I started that. I want to say maybe June, June or July. Okay, so were you? Um, and that was after the peri- the the center basically told me you have to do something like peritoneal is not working for you. I think at that time my doctor said if you don't get a transplant within a couple months here, we're gonna have to send you back to uh, hemodialysis because it wasn't working. Okay. Um, and to go back a couple of steps, this mm-hmm. was another mistake I made, and I didn't let my work know what I was going through because yeah. I had just started a job. Um, instead of taking the extended lunch to do an exchange during the day, I would sometimes have to miss that just due to work. Uh, so, and it just wasn't, it just was too much. It mm-hmm, just wasn't mm-hmm. working for me. So they just mentioned, basically said, you have to do something else here. So that's when it was time to launch the Facebook campaign. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a private person. So yeah. telling no, the world on Facebook. Really? I mean, you know, <laughs> telling the world on Facebook that you're in need or just burdening people with that information is just not what I'm about. Why know? why do you you know it's interesting that you use the word burden. Why why do you why do you feel that or why did you feel that way? Because I I know now you you kind of have a, a maybe a little different, you know, per- perspective of it. But why did you feel that way? Uh cuz you know, I don't I don't really care for the attention. I don't need people to really feel sorry for me and mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm, that. Um mm-hmm. so it's easier just to kind of go on with life and don't need a lot of help, you know. And which could be good and bad, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but just try to make things on easier, easier on people around me, not to burden them with a lot of like, mm. oh, he's sick, you can't make it. You know, I try to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the warrior that you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, you and your wife launched this campaign on Facebook. Correct. And um, you know, tell me, tell me about that. What did it take? You know, the conversations at home at the kitchen table, did, were, was was that lengthy? Was that long? You know, what, what what's what's the time frame? I mean, they're telling you you have a couple months, you got to do something. So Right. And I think the avenues of family and everything about donating was kind of done. I think at this point I was already on dialysis for like over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, after, and I, this is after your first transplant. This is after my first yep. transplant. So I was on um so I think it kind of came up in conversations with other people about using Facebook. And then I think I was like, well, we should just use Facebook. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. we should let people know, just let them know what's going on. And I think when we launched it on Facebook, I don't even think a lot of people knew I needed a transplant. They were just so used to just seeing me around and out and about and mm-hmm. doing the normal things, playing basketball. I don't, a lot of people did not know that I needed a transplant. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. So once people knew, then it just kind of caught on. And spread from there. Spread from there. Yeah. Yeah. How how many, how long from the time you launched the campaign on Facebook mm-hmm. and 
you know, you said there was a little bit of time people didn't really realize you needed, you know, needed a transplant. So from the time you launched the campaign on Facebook to the time your your donor actually stepped up, what what time frame was that? How long did that take? I want to say within like a month or so. It a lot of people mentioned they wanted to donate. It, it happened kind of fast, to okay. be honest. Okay. Yeah. The power of social media. The power <laughs> of social media, but. On the back end, what we did is we responded to everybody. I mean, we were up till 1, 1.30, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. night after night after night, responding to everybody that sent a direct message or anything just to to talk to them, guidance, just talk them. Yeah. So So from your campaign, um, in your search for a kidney, it, mm-hmm. it actually attracted people that you you became a support to. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. definitely did, yeah. I mean, now that I look back on it, I mean, people wanted to know how peritoneal was, mm-hmm. you know, was it a, how do you like it? How do you not like it? How was hemo? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? <laughs> what kind of medicines are you on? Is this normal? It ended up just kind of being a lot more conversation than what I need, you know? So, yeah. But you responded to everybody. Yeah, you responded wanna... back to me. I mean. No, we responded to, yeah, we, we responded to everybody yeah. if we could, you know? Yeah. 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 It might have not been right that second but you definitely got a response right right well i've even experienced that you know just in you know my social media venue and you Mm -hmm. know the genre that i'm in um i I really hold myself to that standard also right um because you never know who's contacting you you never know their story you know you never know what they're going through or you know what what they um you know what they could could need or what how you could bless them or make a difference for them and right. you know like you said you know people are asking you what kind of meds are you on you know right. did what was peritoneal like what was you know hemo like right. and just because that's a testimony right that's a personal testimony they're not reading it in a magazine or watching it on tv no. it's an actual real person you know on the other side of that computer who's right. actually gone through and you went through all of it you right. went through you know the hemodialysis peritoneal the transplant right. The meds, you know, the prep, and not right. just once, but twice. Twice, yes. So, um, huge opportunity for you, you know, as you say, you know, you didn't really want to be a burden. No. And, you know, you, you, it wasn't really, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Not that it was no, all, all but, about you. but Right, right. But, it, it, you know, now that I look back on it, to be able to answer everybody's questions, it kind of took it off. It wasn't like people were like, oh, are you, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was different. I was actually giving guidance and sharing my experience, so it felt different. Right, yeah. right. We're going to talk more about your your second transplant, All your right. donor, how that okay. happened, um, where, where she's at now. Okay. And, um, and then I want to get your opinion on, you know, the, my, my movement and, okay. and what I'm doing. So we'll, we'll be back right after this. All right. There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15-plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin, up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles, lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. I remember being on duty that night in the emergency room. They brought in this kid, a teenager. He'd been in an accident. He'd lost a lot of blood. 
He had multiple lacerations, internal hemorrhaging. Robbie was bleeding pretty bad. I told them I was Robbie's kid brother, so they let me stay with him. I was scared, and I closed my eyes, and you know what I thought about? That summer when we were little, and Robbie got the big kids to let me play in their basketball game. Just thinking about it made me cry. Ooh, I guess everybody in the neighborhood heard about Robbie's accident. He was pretty far gone, too. I don't know if it was my blood they gave him, but I do give blood every few months, so it could have been mine. It's good seeing him up and around. Maybe one of these days he'll even be able to play basketball again. When was the last time you gave blood? The National Blood Resource Education Program. live in the studio today, KLAY, Tacoma's Conversation Station, 1180 AM. You can listen to my show every week. Uh, visit my website, www.themiskameshow.com, and click Listen Live in the upper right-hand corner. I've also provided on my Facebook page, as well as my website, um, free streams for radio apps for your Android and your iPhone. So if you are out on the go, in your car, on the move, um, you can download the radio app and um, listen to KLAY and listen to my show um, on your mobile phone while you're out and about. I'm in the, live in the studio with, with Damon Brown, uh, survivor, overcomer, victor, <laughs> father, husband, um, definitely an anointed, uh, anointed man in, in, in the world today. Um, before the break, we were talking about the, the campaign that Mr. Brown launched um, in search for a donor. And... We talked about from the time the campaign launched to the time that um, your donor actually um, came forward. You said was, you know, give or take about a month. So mm -hmm. um, while, while we were on break, you were sharing with me that you, there was um, some media coverage, right. um, that you got some media coverage. So you launched the campaign, and let's talk about the media coverage that you received. What happened with that? Um, the media coverage through Facebook and some friends uh the story was mentioned to somebody that worked in the media. And then from there, the media contacted me and wanted to run a story on it about the Facebook campaign. Facebook was big. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, using Facebook to find donors, the pros and cons, you know, some people, how people feel about social media. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got that media coverage, things really began to take off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So from that media coverage, that media interview, because you were, you were on, um, you were on TV, right? Your I was interview. on TV. Okay. Correct. And was it just once? It was a couple of times. A couple of times? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, of course, you have people that, you know, you've been connecting with and talking to on Facebook. And, you, you know, you and your wife had been responding to. So right. you're building this huge support system, this huge network. Right. People are starting to learn your story. Then you're on the news. Right. Um, and, and I'm focusing on that for a reason. Because okay. it, it's social media. It's TV. It's radio. Mm -hmm. Um it, it just spreads like wildfire. Yes, you it know, does. it reaches the masses. Right. So, um, you, you're, you're interviewed on the news. Um, you get this media coverage takes about a month. Um, so this woman stands up. Right. And so tell, tell me a little bit about that. I know you, I understand you had, you know, people from, you know, outside of the state, you know, coming forward and saying that they, you know, wanted to, to be a donor for you. And so give us a little back, a little bit of background about that. Okay. Um, after the Facebook campaign, I was getting a lot of, uh, oh, I want to donate from 
all over, overseas, New York, wow. West Coast, down south, Canada, all over. So um, even before that, you know, along this journey, you run into a lot of people that that want to or say they want to donate to you. You know, mm-hmm. if they really mean it and follow through with it is, is another thing. Right. So um, you do hear that a lot, mm. you know. Um, and my, my thing with that is that... Um, you know, donating is a is a big thing. I think people should definitely step up and do it, but I don't think everybody is, you know, willing to, you know. Right. Um, like really actually go through it. Right. And, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. It's yeah. definitely a scary thing. You're going in giving one. You have two. You're giving one away. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. But um, so in passing, uh, my donor saw my story on Facebook. Okay. And we were out, uh, me and my wife were out. And in passing, we were going one direction and we were, she was going another. And she was like, hey, I saw your story on Facebook. Um, how are you guys doing? I want to donate. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're like, yeah, you okay, know? okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> 1,627th person. <laughs> right. We went on, we, we went on about the, the evening and then um, donors were starting to know, want to know how they can contact, who they need to contact. So they contacted my hospital and. The hospital's getting a lot of uh, a lot of you know people wanting to donate and go through the process, and she was one of the people that was selected to go through the process. Okay. Yeah. So it, there was a screening process that the hospital kind of put people through, and and she she went through that. Yeah, the hospital got a lot of calls and a lot of potential donors, <laughs> and <clears throat> the phones were busy. <laughs> I know the people at the hospital were like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, they, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Definitely. so she she got through, you know, all the red tape. And um, and so what? when did you find some very, out? Some I, I would say, if, if they're listening, some very special people got through the red tape. Okay. Definitely. Okay. People I knew, people I didn't know. Yeah. Definitely got through. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. so not going to cry. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it, it is a, an amazing, amazing position, an amazing stand to take, you yeah. know, especially um, from a stranger Yeah. Um, that is, you know, saying, I want to help. I want to save this man's life. Yeah. You know, it, it, it definitely takes a special person. Yeah. Right. For yeah. sure. So yeah. you're you're when when did you find out that she was a match for you, that your donor was a match? When did you did you get a call? Did she call you? What happened? They really the 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 transplant office really kind of keeps you in the dark about that kind of a little bit but mm-hmm. we we communicated and there's a lot of steps it's not instant they got to go through blood work screening blood work screening and all this <laughs> other stuff so um it i don't know when it became real i don't know when it became real i can't remember the exact date but there was kind a point where it was like okay there's a surgery on there's a transplant date scheduled Okay. Yeah. So kind of a, um, maybe you, you were in a euphoric place at the time, you know, it kind well, of just, just a little, all runs well, together. Well, just a little background on me. I try not, or I don't get excited about things until they kind of happen. Okay. Okay. Just due to disappointment, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't think I really celebrated until I maybe woke up or even actually, actually I was probably healed and it was like, okay, I've, I've made it through. This is really yeah. happening. I have a transplant. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially going through it once already. Going through it once already. Yes. Yeah. And I was, uh, definitely scared the second time around. Really? Yeah. Um, the transplant has definitely has some ups and downs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
the recovery process, the the medicine they have you on, the way it makes you feel, mm-hmm. uh, the mental challenge of it, um, the back and forth at the hospital, yeah. the up and downs of the labs. It is it is definitely a ride. I think a lot of people think that once you have a transplant, you're just back to normal. Right. Um, and that's not the case. Yeah, that's so far from the truth. It's so far from the yeah. truth. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing. I'm going to have to report to dialysis and I'll have a tube hanging out of my belly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Two pounds of fluid on my stomach. But, right. um, you know, it's a it's a mental thing. It's a mental toughness. Like, as of now, I mean, they're still adjusting my medicines to make sure things are okay and I constantly go in and get labs tested. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, it, it took time to have peace of mind with it, you know. Yeah. Like, I have to go give labs on Monday. Okay. You know, no okay. telling what they can come back and say. Right. You know. Right. Um, or what they're going to adjust or what they need to focus on. So um, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can yeah. as far as, like, trying to get stuff done and stay positive and just keep moving forward. I can't even think about it, but, you know. Yeah. 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 So. so your your donor, mm-hmm. you you ended up knowing her. Your, your wife ended up knowing her. Yeah, okay. she did. Yeah. So all of this national exposure and, mm-hmm. and the media attention and the me- media exposure. And I mean, Facebook is global. You right. Know? I mean, it, your message is just it goes worldwide. Right. And so, you know, you're 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 reaching out to the world. You're reaching to, out to the masses, you to know. The masses. Yes. yes. And here comes your donor right in, in the backyard. Right. Right. <laughs> but but we hadn't talked to her so it was definitely facebook is how she knew other yes. than that she would have never, never known, known never right. known yeah so somebody that your wife knew um but without that exposure without that exposure would have no, never, never i mean known. she would see you guys coming and going and hey how you doing and, and yeah. just going about right. her business yeah um what is your relationship like with your donor now um, I just reached out to her to say happy anniversary. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, that's when treated, I saw treated, that. Treated to lunch or dinner or just hang out or do something. We're, we'll sit down and talk. Cause I usually give her the true story about what's going on because she definitely likes to know um, what's going on as far as labs and all mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we will definitely be connecting here shortly, like next week, you know. Good, yeah. good. Um. Somebody that is a donor, and, and this is probably something, you know, from um, a donor's perspective that, mm-hmm. that they could share. But from what you know, um, because you have gone through um, the transplant mm-hmm. um, surgery twice, from a donor's perspective, once they, um, contr- you know, give a kidney, mm-hmm. do they have the same medical challenges and the same issues that they, like, like I mean, I'm probably not as intense as you would, you know, being right. the recipient, but well, as a donor, do they have, you know, challenges medically that they deal with? Well, my dad gave me my first one, and I definitely, when I got my kidney the first time and the second time, mm-hmm. I felt like 100% better, even though I was in the hospital mm-hmm. can barely walk and move and get up and all that i felt so much better than i did when i needed it okay, um, okay. but the recovery for the donor is a little tougher okay. um i think their body has to adjust to one kidney and what they go through so both of my donors definitely were in the hospital a little longer than i was and definitely okay. took them a long time to recover 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, do they have a, a, a very um, intense or rigorous medication um, schedule like like you, like a recipient? No, I don't think they, they don't take any medicine. I think maybe just some pain medicine. I think it's just a, it's, it's a recovery. It's definitely a recovery thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah for the body to adjust. Right. Because we're created to work with two. And, right. But yeah. I think you could function with one, but I think right. the recovery is, yeah. It's harder for the, the donor. Maybe harder in different ways. Right. Um, I went through a lot because I was getting used to it. I was throwing up off the pills. I felt very ill. Mm -hmm. I I was the ups and downs of all of that. I don't know if the donor necessarily goes through that. Yeah. I think it's just more of a recovery. Like if you maybe broke a hand, maybe a little little more obviously. but Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, definitely recovery. I mean, it is a major surgery. It's a major surgery. With me, there's a lot of science and medicine and labs and fine tuning. And there was just times I was ill. Uh, Medicines were messing with my stomach. I would always throw up after I take them, trying different Mm -hmm. medications, taking medications to counteract the way the medications made me feel. I mean, that went on for months. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'll take this time right now that I ha- that I have while I'm not on dialysis. Definitely, right. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely improvement from yeah. from the dialysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mother used to share with me. She started out uh, doing hemo. Right. And you know, my mom. I mean, God bless her soul. She would in in the midst of a storm. You know, she'd walk yeah. in. Hey. Right. You know, so she would go in to do hemo and, and yeah. you know, was really a light, you know, and it was hard for her because so many people were not. Yeah, I experienced that. Yeah. 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 It was it was um, hard for her. And that that is one of the motivators for her to move to peritoneal. Right. Because it was just it was so hard for her spirit, you know, to see the yeah. the despair and the disappointment right. and yeah. and I don't want to say negativity because I wouldn't no, no, say no. that but just the staff was great though I yeah. mean they were lovely I was I always came in with a good attitude you know right that makes a difference yeah it does I mean yeah I was going through what I was going through and needed a transplant but I always tell people hundreds of things that would be rough for me not being able to see cancer I mean there's a lot of things that I feel like Trump needing a kidney right me, because there is a machine that can keep us alive. Um, so I was able to keep going. It didn't yeah. really floor me too much, but well, and what an example of that, that you were, what an example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, we are going to talk more, uh, to Mr. Brown. Um, let him thank, you know, people that he wants to thank and acknowledge, um, oh, before yeah. we, before we leave the studio today, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15-plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin, up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles, lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. Radio's all you need. Radio's all you need. When you've got a radio, you can hear everything. You can take it anywhere. You can hear the whole world sing. It's up close and personal feel that way to me. I believe in radio. Radio's all you need. Radio's all you need. Radio's all you need. 
got a radio, you're never out of touch. You know which way the wind would blow, who's winning and how much. It can feed your imagination, and best of all, it's free. Radio, radio's all you need. 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 We're alive and well in the studio with Damon Brown. Okay, I got a little head bob out of him. In the last segment, we get a little head bob. Last week, I interviewed Velvet live in the studio. He is a, a Christian um, rap artist. And, okay. You know, you turn on a beat, and he's in the in the did. chair, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing that. So, um, before the break, um, you know, we we were talking about um, your donor mm-hmm. and um, the power of social media. Right. Um, how y- you actually, you and your wife actually knew who she was, but she would have never known, um, you know, your story. Um, until she actually saw it on on social media. Correct. So, um, you were sharing with us that you you went through your 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 second transplant, mm-hmm. and um, you're still going through the fine tuning with your medications and and your labs. Right. Yeah. I mean, on Facebook, I always paint a pretty picture because I mean it is a pretty picture. But as of like right now today. Um, the doctor has found something that like kind of like a disease, I guess we all have mm-hmm. in our uh, kidneys, but most people are able to get them out by just going through the bathroom and your body just fights them off. But because okay. I have a lowered immune system, it's not really right. taking care of it. So we're in the process of lowering my medication, doing labs, lowering it so that my body can fight this off. So it's kind of working and not working. So I don't know what the next steps are, but We'll cross that bridge is, when we come to it. Is, is that hard for you, kind of the not knowing? Because I, I'm a type A personality, and that's why I'm asking. I mean, I I'm, couldn't I'm, imagine. I'm, I'm used – I mean, my, my first question is, do I need to go on dialysis tomorrow? Okay. Is it a thing that's going to happen? And once they say no, I'm, I'm really trusting the doctors. I, 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 my first transplant, I did a lot of research on my own and lost sleep. But this time, I mean, it's really out of my hands. It's in God's hands. So, yes. I mean, yes. I can play my part, but – right. I, no, I'm not really stressing off of it. Yeah. I mean, of course, I went 20 years. I don't want to do dialysis again. But, I mean, if I had to go to tomorrow, then that's just what it is. Right, you know? right. So. Well, you, um, you you made a significant statement. You know, it's out of your hands. It's out of my hands. You know. Yeah. Um, to an extent. Right. Yeah. You you do have a responsibility to it. Right. Um, you, you, you have have to live well and, and, and maintain, you know, right. your diet and be healthy and stay away from things that aren't good for your kidneys. Right. And, but to, to be at home stressing stressing and not losing sleep and all that good stuff would well that's not healthy that's not healthy yeah <laughs> that's not healthy that's so, not healthy and i trust my doctor he's he's a good guy i, I know we'll figure it out and uh we'll be all right so you've had the same doctor this is a new doctor a new doctor yeah. okay okay yeah and and you're, you're obviously you said but you're, the same but the same team the same the same medical facility the same team so yeah okay yeah. And, and complete trust in them. That's good. That's good. Because I know yeah. a lot of people out there, especially with, you know, healthcare reform and people, yeah. you know, having to get insurance. Can we say who it is? Um, your your doctor and your, your hospital? Mean, hospital? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Virginia, absolutely. Virginia Mason Medical Center. In Seattle? Seattle, Washington. In Seattle. Yeah. Well, we, I, I mean, I'll give you an opportunity, <laughs> you know, before the show is over for, for you to, you know, thank uh, who you want to thank. But um, 
if you need a kidney transplant and you having kidney issues, we, we have a man right here who's advocating for, for Virginia Mason in Seattle. So oh, that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, um, I want to get your opinion. You know, the platform for um, the radio show is, okay. is plus size pageantry, plus size fashion. Okay. Um, you know, obviously that, that is, um, you know, the genre that I'm in. And, and yeah. I've had... Um, publicity um, and have heard things. I haven't really had any, I've had one actual public, you know, um, social media comment about, you know, being plus size and promoting obesity and and an unhealthy lifestyle. Okay. And um, put a negative spin on it. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, coming from uh, parents who, Mm. whose kidneys both fell and my parents, you know, definitely lived a different lifestyle than, than I do today. Um, but I am full figure and I am plus size. I have been my whole entire life and I'm completely healthy. Okay. Completely. And have consistently been healthy. Right. No high blood pressure, mm. you know, no no health issues, no concerns right. for my entire, you know, twenty and some change life. Right. And um and it's important to me, obviously, because I have lost both parents, you know, to medical conditions. Right. And um and that is part of my message in pageantry, mm-hmm. you know. Live a healthy lifestyle. Right. Um, eat healthy, exercise, keep what's in your mind healthy. Right. Um, you know, meditate and focus on on positive and, and good. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who, you know, think that plus size pageantry or, you know, plus size fashion definitely promotes, you know, an unhealthy, lazy or, or actually provides an excuse for people to be overweight and unhealthy. And, you know, you coming from <laughs> coming from where, you know, the lifestyle that you led, you know, before your kidneys fell, before the health, you know, health issues that you right. had, um, you know, you have your own story and your own testimony. Right. So I want to know what your opinion is, you know, based on, you know, obviously you're surprised at, at what I'm sharing with you, you know, right. about the negativity about it. But what is your own personal opinion about about that? And and I guess we can use myself as an example and, you know, what I stand for because mm-hmm. you're familiar with that. Right. Um, I think it, it – I mean, this is a whole other radio show. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I th- it, it's, it's reality. We all can't look like the people on the magazine covers, yeah. you know, that yeah. they – they force us to see every day on the on the the movie screens and all that. So I think health and taking care of yourself. There's a wide range of that. Right. You know, I don't think you need to weigh nothing and wear wear size zero. That's just not reality mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I live a healthy lifestyle too, but I'm still 200 something pounds. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. I have no dreams on weighing 120 and wearing <laughs> a 30-inch waist. You know, and you know so. I don't agree with it. Yeah. You know, not at all. I think I think everybody what's healthy, what works for you is what works for you. Right. You know. Right. And I don't think people should force their ideas on one another. I think you can share your ideas and things like that, but I don't think you should force your ideas on people. Right. So, right. Um, well, I've even experienced, you know, I have, you know, friends and women around me who are are not plus size, mm-hmm. who are size 8, size 6, you know, and right. and they struggle with you know, a low self-esteem, low self-image, right. um, you know, body acceptance. And, you know, they have like a 2%, you know, body mat fast, fat mass, whatever they call that thing, right. you know. Um, right. And they're in the gym, you know, seven days a week. And, you right. know, they still, and they, they could have high blood pressure. 
Right. And they could have, you know, and they do, in fact, have health issues, you right. know, and they, they barely eat, you know, no meat. They're vegetarians. You know, right. they, they try to implement these standards that they think, you are know, gonna... are within society's, you know, right. guidelines and, right. and can be very unhealthy. Again, it's not in your hands. Yeah, yeah. It is to an extent. So I'm not saying eat McDonald's and all that every day, but, you know. If God or somebody wants to inflict you with something, or that's the course that's set for you. That's going to happen regardless if you're running every day or eating healthy every day. Right. So. Right. And you, know, you can, can testify to that. I can, I can testify to yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. We don't have much time left. Um, uh, and again, I'm so not going to cry. <laughs> the, the, this is, um, this is a very, very um, personal um, special interview for me. I'm getting uh, to meet you, you yeah. know, for the first time in person in the studio. Right. Um, I'm honoring my, my parents. Okay. And, um, you know, speaking for them today. Right. And um, I, I will always, you know, support you. Okay. I will always. And vice versa. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I will always, you know, always support you and, and, and be a, a huge advocate for you. Okay. Um, I, I shared our interview with uh, Northwest Kidney Centers. They actually shared, you know, the interview on social media. Oh, okay. Also uh, shared it with the National Kidney Foundation out, out in New York City on okay. their social media pages. They shared it as well. Right. Um, so we're, we're reaching the nation um, yeah. with our message. So what okay. I want to ask you today um, and we're reaching heaven today also, okay. you know, we're, we're all over. Yeah. Um, if I, well, I want to know what you would tell somebody today, if they went to their doctor today and their doctor said to them, your kidneys are failing, mm-hmm. you need to go on dialysis and you, you may possibly need um, a kidney transplant depending on how, you know, dialysis works for you. Mm-hmm. What, what would you tell those people? Because they're obviously they have no experience. They don't understand. They don't know. What, what can you tell them? What message do you want to tell somebody who may find themselves in the same situation that you were in just two short years ago? That it, life is not over. Um, That's good. That life is not over. Don't waste time asking why me, being depressed, what was me. Yeah, you're going to take four to five hours out of your life to maybe do dialysis or some time at home to do hemo or whatever you choose or to get a transplant, but it's all worth it Mm -hmm. to keep moving on. People need you, family, friends, everything. Don't give up, you know, definitely don't give up. Would you tell them to build a support system? Yes. Yes. Definitely build a support system. Um, I definitely had a support system. Again, I try to, carry it all myself which you know i'm working on that (laughs) but uh uh definitely have a support system um and just stay positive you know uh there are machines that'll keep you alive for my situation my i i just needed a transplant so i didn't suffer from a lot of diseases but i I know there are different levels so i can't speak on all levels mine was just strictly kidney failure yes um so i would just say stay positive stay positive yeah who do you want to who do you want to acknowledge? Who do you who do you want to thank if they're listening today? Who do you want to know that you think about them, that you acknowledge them, you know that you appreciate them, that they've been part of your quote-unquote support system? Um my dad, mom, family, brothers, wife, kids, friends i don't want to say too many names just yeah, on the yeah, air, but yeah. old bosses new bosses uh 
just everybody that's in my life now currently you know even if they haven't said like hey how you doing everything okay but just just to be around me to keep things normal Mm -hmm. just to keep things going you know so i thank everybody all my facebook friends all the followers uh you the northwest kidney center definitely yes um i need to go by and see those guys too (laughs) (laughs) we have some good uh, yeah 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 so thank the northwest northwest kidney center yeah yeah all those yeah so everybody yeah pretty much yeah well, we love you. We right. love you. Um, we, we support you. We are all part of your support system. Okay. Um, yesterday, today, tomorrow, um, until the end of time, we'll be okay. here for you. So oh. thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much yeah. for the interview today. No problem. Um, we will be in the studio live next Saturday, 2 p.m., Tacoma's Conversation Station, the Miss Kamei Show, 1180 a.m.